Look at my butt. Show number 183 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. <gasps> We're here! Greetings! Yay! We're actually here. We're in the same place at the same time. We are in Chicago. Yay! We are in my living room. In your new living room? Yes. Oh, it's so exciting. We have worked so hard all day. We Especially Lena. <laughs> Getting uh, things set up and making it more homey. It was a joy and a pleasure. Oh, everyone should have a best friend like you. <laughs> it was fun, and we got to listen to good music and look through stuff and got to watch Star Trek stuff, so it's all good. Yes. It's all good. It always is. So we have um, the very first thing, which is a housewarming gift. Yay! Poor so can Vu. I open Poor it two. now? Yes, please open it. Okay, so I had already cut the box open. Yes, and this was part two of the present that I had bought over a year ago. Okay. Part one of which was the Kirk Salt and Pepper Shaker set. Which is so awesome. Star Trek, the original series. <gasps> oh, oh, I love them. These are little four little shot glasses, set of four, with the Juan Ortiz art on them. And so one is my absolute favorite one of his is the Trouble with Tribbles. Mm -hmm. And then there's Cat's Paw. Does it tell me? Oh yes. It should it should say which ones are there. I can't remember. Yes. It's been so long. Let that be your last battlefield and alternative factor. Oh my goodness. So Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. I got that because it had the trouble with triples <gasps> glass in and it. And now I have actual cool shot and glasses. I just it was oh. So I figured this was useful. We could definitely yes. drink out of them. Oh, yes. Can we open it and actually oh, see okay, what they're okay, like? Okay, okay. Yes. So uh, these were from Entertainment Earth, and I think that they have since put out um, even more sets of I'm shot sure. glasses. I'm sure. But these were the very first ones that you could buy over a year ago. Oh, look at them. They're different than what I thought they were going to be. They're not shaped like your no. normal shot glasses. They're tall and they're thin. They're very tall and thin, but they're so cool. And they're thick. They're yes, really they're thick Yes, they're a good, good weight. These are not cheesy. Oh, no, they're I beautiful. love them. They look very futury. Oh, yes. Like, well, they are no longer mint in box, but I don't care. You could put your Saurian brandy or your Romulan ale in And it's them. round, so you don't have to drink out of a square oh, glass. That's right. Wow, these are nice. These are amazingly <laughs> cool. What a fabulous gift between this and the salt and pepper shaker. <laughs> and look, you were telling me earlier before I opened it that this was supposed to be the cool part, and that the salt and pepper shaker was supposed to be the crappy part. And I love the salt and pepper shaker, oh. and I love these. There is no... No Trek crap aspect to this. This is neat Trek stuff. Oh, I'm so glad. <gasps> That's awesome. And they'll look really good sitting on the shelf. Oh, know? yes. Oh, yes. Well, I'm going to set them over here now oh. so we don't get them broken or anything. But Hooray! that is so wonderful. And you got my favorite one. Yeah. And we love that Juan Ortiz art. And... Uh, so we can recommend these to anybody who's oh, looking yes. for a gift. If you go and buy them, they are totally worth it for your <laughs> Trek friends. And let's hope it doesn't take a year. Yeah. So this is set three of 20. Wow. And who knows like when they'll show up when you actually order them. But well, I hope Juan Ortiz cut himself a really good deal Me as too. far as... Um, I mean, I know, you know, they had to do licensing with Paramount, but it's his artwork. Yeah. And they're so beautiful. They are. Hand wash only, not dishwasher safe. Mm. 
Do not microwave. Okay. And not recommended for hot liquids. So okay. only cold liquids to okay. go in there. We'll have chilled whiskey or something. Yeah, like they're good. Hooray! Yay! Yay! Oh, thank you so, so much. Oh, you are so welcome. I'm so oh. glad. That makes me very, very happy. <laughs> cool. All right. Oh, look, Jack's licking out the bottom of the popcorn. Oh, good. We'll have bowl. to wash that. <laughs> he's not used to bowls being on the floor. Well, he's not used to being the podcasting dog in a room where we're actually podcasting. Right, so right. that's a, a new experience. Well, and I want to comment on uh, that I you know, posted his picture with the terrible transporter accident yes. in Grant Park. And uh, I was a little shocked. <laughs> That uh, Facebook said it was we was getting better response than ninety five percent of our posts. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Well, he's such an attractive dog. I guess, yeah. I guess, but you know, I'm glad everyone is uh, fond of him. And Cheryl especially posted what I thought was a, a really nice comment. She said, "Well, who doesn't love a cute little dog baffled by modern art?" <laughs> goodness well um keeping on with the theme of trek stuff let's do a quick episode review okay <laughs> because we just watched an episode so i was all thrilled because last week they showed mirror mirror on me tv which was just so fabulous oh, and yes. i was so excited to sit there and watch it live on television and it was it gets better every time i watch it mm. i just love it so much including the where's your beard <laughs> Yeah, that's a classic line. Oh, so I wish awesome. I knew someone with a beard who would then shave it so I could say, Where's your beard? <laughs> um, we were talking today over lunch about um, another thing in that episode that I had never really focused on before, but which I did this time, which is when Kirk's in his quarters with Lieutenant um, Marlena Moreau mm -hmm. and... Um, they're sitting on his bed and he's just at the point where he could jump on her and they could make love and he realizes he has to leave because they've only got 10 minutes to do whatever thing and he just gets this look on his face like can you believe it I know <laughs> I have the worst luck and I just can imagine that he could have played that in so many different ways because I'm mm -hmm. sure in the script it didn't say Kirk has this look on his face like what are you gonna do but he could have been very dramatic with it, and Bill chose to go with just this humorous sort of, my luck. Yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of leading men of that time, given they're playing the captain of the Enterprise, uh, and certainly I think this is the sort of choice that um, Jeffrey, what's his name, Hunter, Hunter yeah. would make, would have played that whole scene in a totally non-seductive way, and mm -hmm. it would have been, you know... I am resisting the alien woman. I have to go. Yeah, you know, yeah. There wouldn't be this regret of, oh, oh man, man yeah. I want her so bad. Yeah. You know? Anyway, I just love that. That was a wonderful choice for him, and only he could have pulled that off oh, yeah. in that character. It was just great. So then we. Well, that's oh. just part of the very rampant, raw sexuality that he <laughs> imbued Captain Kirk with. Yes, yes, very much. <laughs> It was right there. Oh, and he looked so good oh, in the yes. vest and everything. And his hair was perfect and everything was perfect. Mm -hmm. So this week, they showed The Apple. Uh, not one of the better episodes, but anyway. But still fun to watch. It was fun to watch. And it was the splodiest episode, as we, we noted. So mm -hmm. much violence in this one. So oh, much violence. People dying left and right. <laughs> 
Um, but so many that Kirk could not keep track. <laughs> it's true. Um, and Bill looked beautiful, which was a, a big draw. He looked a little mm-hmm. bit sunburned, like maybe he'd been out off-roading it the weekend before or something yeah. on his face. He looked really good. And his pants were very tight, although you couldn't see it except in a couple of shots. But they were well worth it. It was. It was good, especially when he was crouching down. Uh-huh. That was good. Yes, yes. So um, I made a few notes. We, when we put the TV on, we didn't know which episode it was going to be, and we were sort of going, okay, how many seconds till we figure out which one it is? And it took eight seconds. Yes, because uh, when they started beaming down, mm-hmm. we said, okay, let's see who's in the landing part. Yep. And bam, we both got it immediately. So that was good, and we high-fived over that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then we were just sort of noticing that the whole thing in, in the uh, – the Garden of Eden that they're in is probably on a set by that's about 12 by 12. So they just run back and forth through it and they move the potted plants around a little bit <laughs> yep. to make it look like it was in a different place. But mm-hmm. it really wasn't in a different place. Um, and, yeah, so much violence that happens. So the first red shirt gets killed by the plant, right, mm-hmm. that fires the little poison spikies into him. And then the second guy gets killed by space lightning. Yes. Which is amazing that space lightning makes people disappear. I mean, it, it toasts him. He was ass. He just, he was completely, he wasn't even a hole in the ground. He was just mm-hmm. gone. Yep. And then the space lightning got somebody else, right? Well, this is a strange thing. We only saw it get one guy, but mm-hmm. then after the space lightning goes away, and Kirk and company run over to see the smoking nothing. Yeah. And they're like, oh, God. And then they ran to another spot, and there was more smoking lightning. That's right, yeah. So I'm figuring it hit two guys. I thought so, too. Yeah. But then Kirk mm-hmm. kept saying it was only three guys. Yeah. Um, and then the other guy gets killed by an exploding rock <laughs> that he trips over. Yeah. And I swear, I've never noticed this before, but in the explosion, the the stunt person, you know, goes flying, and there's the smoke, and the smoke's obscuring part of him, so it literally looked like it blew his legs off, because that's (laughs) all you could see for just a split second. Oh, no, that was terrible. Um, And then I, I noticed that Spock gets injured three times. Oh, three this, times. Three times. So the first time <laughs> was when he jumps in front of the plant to right. save Kirk for no reason, apparently, because Kirk's like, you could have just yelled and I would have gotten out of the way. Right. And, then, and he did yell as he ran right. over and yeah. shoved Kirk out of the way. So that was number one. Number two was when he gets zapped by the force field that's around Val and gets knocked on his ass, literally. And, 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 and he went cross on him. Yeah. <laughs> when he woke up, he was... A little off there. And then the third time is when Spock gets hit by lightning. Space lightning. Space lightning, which apparently doesn't have much of an effect on it because he's like up and running around pretty quickly thereafter. So three times in one episode, and yet he's okay. Of course. And still being a smart ass and, you know... Bitching with McCoy. superior. Uh, Yeah. And and then um, this was an episode where there was a lot of metaphor going on. In in speech and also in the the context of the episode and this I don't think was this was the one where Scotty goes crazy on the metaphors. But he had he had some stuff going. He, well, he said that they were stuck like a fly on flypaper. Yes, and he, was, and, and he also said they couldn't beam up a fly. So he had this fly thing. He had two <laughs> two fly metaphors. <laughs> That's true. Oh, and then he said that um, they were going to throw everything in but the kitchen sink. Right. Which seems like a weird metaphor in the 23rd century. I don't know. Do they still? Well, you know, it might be one of those metaphors that survived. And, you know, there's things like, you know, that we say that are mm-hmm. you know, like quotes from Shakespeare. None of us really literally know. That's true. Exactly what the meaning is. That's Although true. I can't think of one offhand, but I know there are many. 
Um, and then there was the whole Garden of Eden thing. That yes, was going which on. oh my God, they worked that to death with a, a literal serpent head. That yes, was there. and and I really wanted to, um, you know, we we often say, as they said in the Ponfar episode, the before time, which, which I just love. But in this one, he said the dim time, which yes. I think is pretty good. It's not as good as the before time, no, but it is is good. So and before time is one of those phrases you can use with non trekkies, and they know oh, exactly yeah. what you mean. I say that all the time. Oh, me too. I love it. I love the before yes. time, but the dim time is also good. Yes. So we we should try to use that more often. Okay. Um, the the particularly offensive thing about this episode was that they inserted this romance between Chekhov and this um, blonde yeoman who had no name, who had no name and didn't do anything except in the fight. Well, that's true. She was good in the fight. She kicked the guy right in the gut and mm-hmm. he fell down. But she wasn't like was she science? She was red. So was she science? Was she history? Yeah, she wasn't even like waving a tricorder she wasn't. around. She, she was had just no there. equipment with her. Was she supposed to be a security guard? I mean, she was a red shirt like the other yeah, red shirts. Yeah. Maybe she was security. I don't know. They didn't really explain it very well. Oh, Chekhov probably, you know, oh, Captain, please let me Kipton, bring her along. Captain, I want my girlfriend yes. to come visit us. <laughs> um, but they did get to, to have see a, whales. <laughs> they had a little romance, and she called him Pav. Oh, and, and we were both, like, throwing up. Oh, it was gross. It was pretty gross. Um, one thing that I was impressed with that the uh, prop guys did is when the uh, Vol people decide they're going to kill all of our Enterprise folks, they smash a, a pumpkin to show what they're supposed to do with their heads. And it was a blue pumpkin, and it was blue all the way through. Yeah. And I want to know how they did that. Like, did they soak it in blue dye, or did they cut it open and I'm dye it? I'm thinking they cut they it open it back and either dyed it or, you know, scraped it out like it's yeah. Halloween and put blue glop in it. And then, you know, put it together rather... Yeah. Carefully but loosely, so that when the guy hit it, it would actually it would squirt. not just fall in half, That's but true. that it would. That's a good point. I hadn't know. thought about that. Yeah, they wanted to make sure it did a great big splat. When yeah, he did yeah. it. But yeah, it was blue all the way through, which was mm-hmm. pretty good. That's so. pretty impressive. You know, I think that's kind of a rule about when you want to make things look spacey and alien, make them blue. Yes, like food, because... lights. You know, green, a mm-hmm. green, green tinted light, mm-hmm. and things like that, but blue. Romulan ale. Yeah. Yeah. That makes it look different. And that blue squid stuff they had to eat in uh, Wrath of Khan. Yes. So there was that. Um, Let's see. What else happened? Uh, Then there was a whole lot of discussion about the Prime Directive, um, in which Kirk basically said, screw Starfleet. I'm going to do what I want. Right. Right. (laughs) Okay. Well, sure. I guess. I don't know. Maybe you should have gotten permission before you decided to blow up this computer. The the debatable points I think about Starfleet. Fleet and Kirk and, and his mission in general, which is, um, remember, I know we've both read this, the early character description of Kirk, mm-hmm. you know, that was in the writer's guide. Mm-hmm. And it was saying, you know, he has to be a decisive person who can be on his own making decisions away, f- far away mm-hmm. from anybody who he can, you know, run it past and say, is this going to get me toasted and, or, you know, mm-hmm. busted down in rank or whatever. And, uh, and be willing to live with the consequences. But, yeah, Kirk breaks the prime directive left and right whenever he thinks a society mm-hmm. is not a healthy society. Yeah. But um, the thing is, I think Spock makes some really good points, which is these people are healthy and yeah. happy. They are well-fed. They live in a perfect climate. Yeah. And as you pointed out, there is not enough of them for a breeding pool. Mm-hmm. And they're all going to die. Yeah, they are. When, when Val is shut off... 
first of all, because Val was controlling the entire environment of the planet, we don't know what that is going to deteriorate to, to yep. its natural environment. Mm -hmm. There's not enough of them to reproduce. A lot of them are going to die. Right, and, and now they're going to get blasted by those flowers with the poison in them or trip over the explosive rocks right. or whatever. There's too many natural things to, that are mm -hmm. just going to kill them. So I, I don't know. I think in this case, you know, the only reason that Kirk had to do what he did was because the Enterprise was going to get drawn down into the orbit and burn up. But let's take that out of the equation. What would he have done if that hadn't been the case? He still would have done it. You think and so? that's the thing. Well, and the thing about the Enterprise is also a valid point because, as Claudius Maximus tells mm -hmm. us, uh, that they've sworn to die rather than break the prime directive. Yeah. So rather than, you know, if Kirk was going to be a prime directive strict interpretationist, um, he would have said, well, this is their society. We cannot interfere. Enterprise, you're all going to die mm -hmm. and you know, we're going to die down here with these people yeah. or, you know, they'll kill us or whatever, mm -hmm. but we cannot kill their means of support. Mm -hmm. Well, in this case, I think he made one of those, um, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few decisions because mm -hmm. there were 400 people on the Enterprise versus what, like 12, 12 of them down yeah. on the planet? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> and then, so let's see, there were two other things I wanted to mention. Um, one was when they have that little jokey thing at the end with Spock about, you know, which one of them looks more like Satan. Mm -hmm. Casual racism. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, there are some very disturbing sort of racial overtones to almost all of the conversations between McCoy and Spock. Yeah, definitely. And uh, McCoy, you know, even when he made his one appearance on the beginning of TNG... Mm -hmm. was making, you know, racial slurs against Vulcans. Yeah. And McCoy's a bigot. He is. He really he's is. He's a lovable bigot, <laughs> but he is a bigot. <sighs> so that, it's more, every time I see it, it's more disturbing. It's like mm -hmm. the kind of thing where you don't really think about it, but then you start to think about it, and then you start to notice, yeah. and it's like, oh, that's not okay. That's... I think the most disturbing thing I ever saw in Star Trek, though, that still makes it very hard for me to watch that episode, is um, Enemy Within. Mm-hmm. Where Eva Kirk tries to rape Rand, mm -hmm. and at the end, Spock is going. Well, he did have some interesting qualities, didn't he, Yeoman? And I'm like, slap him down. Oh, that, you know, yeah. I mean, he should he should be court-martialed for that kind of behavior. Right. Well, the whole plus that whole thing about that, you know, she's being questioned by Kirk's two best buddies, McCoy right. and Spock, and Kirk himself, and Kirk himself is in the room. It's R like. This is not how you investigate an incident of that kind. And I know we have, you know, bad problems mm -hmm. here in the U.S. with our um, military academies mm -hmm. that rape is rampant. Yeah. But uh, I guess that's something that survives for 300 years wow. or so. Yeah, that's really bad. I was thinking about that just the other day and mm -hmm. how awful that was. And, you know, I, I hope that... All of the people who were involved in that realize now how wrong that was. Right. And that nobody's going like, oh, sure, there was no problem with that episode. And to, to make that comment your little, you know, jokey, lighthearted thing, which they typically did at the end of many episodes, yeah. just really rubs salt in that wound. Oh, yeah. It's awful. Yeah. It's very bad. <sighs> so that was the apple. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked good. That oh, was yeah. good. That was nice to see. Mm -hmm. Although his the front of his toupee, I thought, was just a little too long. Uh, yeah. They didn't yeah. quite trim it the way it should have been. Right. Right. 
And he, as you pointed out, he was wearing the green crossover shirt, which kind of gives him man boobs. Right. Except at one point we could see nipples. That's true. He must have his shirt must have been rubbing. Yes. I think as they were running around. Because are you went in his trailer and did the ice thing like the Playboy <laughs> models do? <laughs> Bill is not above doing things like that. <laughs> I have to look my manliest. Yes. <laughs> oh. So, um, let's see. I'm trying to think if... It, I don't even know what episode comes next after that. I have no idea. I don't, I've never known episode orders. No. Well, I, I thought, you know, the Mirror, Mirror, and then I couldn't remember. I thought this was a pretty good period where there were several mm-hmm. really good episodes in yeah. a row. And um, Devil in the Dark was on not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really good to watch. Yes. It. And this was the remastered one, by the way. So, the color mm-hmm. looked good. Everything looked oh, good. Oh, there was a shot of Enterprise that we both went, oh, that looks really yep. good. Um, yeah. There were, you know... The special effects were kind of still cool and all mm-hmm. that, even though there was stock footage of clouds rolling overhead. Yeah, that was a little cheesy. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. Oh, so the apple, everyone. That's the apple. Yes, we reviewed an episode. Yeah, we. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, can we take a little break? Let's take our little break. Yeah. Okay, good. And maybe we'll have some more popcorn. Oh, okay. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Talk to us, listeners. We love hearing from you. Send email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com. Leave comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. And don't forget our Facebook page. This podcast produced on a MacBook Pro with GarageBand. Okay. Do, 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 do. So now um, let's talk briefly about um, a weird thing. Okay. I thought they were pretty weird. I thought they were pretty weird too, but, but immensely entertaining. So here's the thing that amazingly Bill hasn't been shilling for. Like, what's up with that? I know he hasn't tweeted about it. Nothing. He's done nothing, which is just crazy. So this is a series on YouTube that's called Twisted Fairy Tales. Um, and he's narrated two of them so far. Mm-hmm. He did uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears and then Little Red Riding Hood. Right. And they're animated, sort of crudely, but still pretty funny. But it, it's all sort of in keeping with the yeah. tone of this whole thing. Yeah, and um, they're they're quite amusing. I mean, they're like a modern take on fairy tales. And mm-hmm. Bill's narration is good. It's very straight, which is, mm-hmm. you know, amusing. But... It, it's on this channel, on this YouTube channel that I never heard of be- before called ha- Hoo-Ha. Hoo-Ha! H-U-H-A with uh-huh. an exclamation point after it. Of course. And it just showed up. Like, it, it showed up on the Moore Shatner group, and I'm watching it. I'm like, what the hell is this? This is good. It's funny, but why isn't he talking about it? I don't know. I, but, but you get to hear him say curse words. Yes. <laughs> and it's just, it's very funny. Yeah. And they, they throw in, you know, some... Kirk, um, yes. Star Trek jokes. Which are very good. Very yes. funny. I like those. Um, especially when Goldilocks is asleep and she's dreaming about, um, what is it, double drop kicking um, <laughs> grandma or, or something like that. Right. In, in Kirk outfit, which was mm-hmm. in sort of Vasquez yes. Rocks yes. area. And then in the um, Little Red Riding Hood one, where the bed is for the um, the grandma, it, there's mm-hmm. a sign saying, live long and prosper. Yes. And then Bill shows up at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. 
I was, and that was the first one we watched, so I wonder, you know, is Bill like a featured character in each of them, but he wasn't in the second one, but his narration, you know, just, just that perfect, wonderful, rich Bill uh -huh. voice playing with the words the way he does. Yeah. And, uh, so are these guys friends of his? Like, what, what is it? Who, I don't even know I don't who these know. guys are. I have no idea, but boy, it's, it's entertaining. The next one that's supposed to be up is Rumpelstiltskin. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a, a fairy tale I always like. I always found oh, yeah. intriguing. And but uh, yeah, I love Bill doing this. Yeah, and people seem to really like it. So yeah. I, I hope that he continues to do it, and we get to see more of them. I I like these better than brown bag wine tastings. I do too. The brown bag wine tasting stuff. You know, I think if he had more people like that crazy woman who was in love with him. Oh yeah. It would be better. But mm -hmm. a lot of them are just like the guys that he has on you know they're interesting and all that mm -hmm. but it's it's not compelling to me and they are there's not enough going on there other than the primary objective which is the yeah. wine tasting and these people are not interesting enough talking about wine yes exactly or about themselves or whatever mm -hmm. to to really sustain it yeah i think bill really needs to have um, better vetted people yeah. on that show. I don't know how they're choosing them. It seems like it's kind of random that they're just picking It is very random. Them. I read something he did, um, a couple of construction workers. Really? And he just walked over to the site and asked them if they wanted to do it. Oh, okay. Well, I guess. I mean, I, I understand that they're trying to get normal people to do it, mm -hmm. but sometimes I don't think they're the best kind for this sort of thing. You know, it, it's funny because... Um, I used to watch when it was on Dirty Jobs all the time with Micro, mm -hmm. and Micro's a very funny guy in kind of the way that, that Bill is. Like, he's very down-to-earth, and he has a dry sense of humor. Mm -hmm. And the people that he would work with on the show were amazing, and they were ordinary, normal people, and he would always coax these very extraordinary things out of them, but it was because they were doing their jobs. Mm -hmm. They were talking about the things that they knew intimately because they'd been working in this factory for 40 years, or right. they'd been doing whatever they'd been doing their whole lives, and they were the experts, and mm -hmm. they were very comfortable in their own milieu. So you were really getting them talking about what they knew, whereas with these people, they're not wine experts. Right. They're just sort of uninformed people who kind of like wine, maybe, mm -hmm. and then they're like, oh, I kind of like the way this tastes, and that's fine, but it's not, it's not interesting. No. You know? And I don't think that he could do it with professional wine tasters, because that would be boring also. Oh, right. He'd just be getting sort of like, you know, well, I think this is, you know, and then these really pretentious people going on and on about yeah yeah no no one really cares about that yeah <laughs> so I, I wouldn't be unhappy if brown bag wine tasting went away but i would love for the fairy tales to go yeah, on exactly the, they're very funny he seems really into the wine tasting thing though yeah. I mean, the new ones keep coming out and I, he has been promoting that i know it's very weird yeah well you know how bill is i mean he gets he gets something and and then he, you know He's like a dog with a bone. He's not going to let let go of it. I guess. It's just keep on going. Oh, I guess. Um, the other thing we were trying to do before we sat down to start recording was to find reviews of his live shows, and we can't find any. No. Like, what the heck? People went. They sold out. Why are there no reviews right. online? Right. I don't get it. Or, or no, not even a formal review, but just people sort of posting. Posting somewhere. to any of the, the normal public yeah. Shatner Star Trek places. It's weird. I yeah. want to know. I want to know if they were good or bad. Or, mm -hmm. The only thing we could find was that one of the venues on their Facebook page, like six people posted something saying, oh, it was great. Yeah. Okay, well, that, thanks. <laughs> that, that doesn't tell us 
much of anything. No, yeah. I would like to know more about how it went. So, yes. um, if any of you went to the shows or you know anybody who went to the shows, could you let us know? Yeah, we, we want to hear about it. We really it. want to know how yeah. it went. Maybe he'll talk about it at, at Creation Con next weekend. <gasps> That's right. Next weekend, folks, Creation Con in San Francisco. San Francisco. We will both be there. It's going to be exciting. And, uh, uh, if he does not spontaneously talk about it, I would hope somebody with the, the question and answer yeah. would, would ask him about. Yeah. How were your gigs, man? Yeah. How did they go? Did they rock? I heard you been gigging. <laughs> and we still haven't heard the whole album yet. No. Because um, we haven't managed to get hold of it. Mm -hmm. There's only the one video. I wonder if they're going to do more videos. I don't know. I suppose it depends on how successful it is. Yep. Hmm. Well, so far, I don't think either of us are very impressed with it. No, but, you know. We'll reserve judgment. We'll reserve judgment. But, you know, I, yeah, I think in a way that's good that we still, much as we adore Bill and all of his, his things that he does and he's crazy, we can still go, okay, that, that's kind of crappy. Yep. You know, I mean, we still separate the good from the bad. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, just because it's Bill doesn't mean it's going to be good. No. And it doesn't even mean it's necessarily really worth watching. That is but you true. can always hope that there's going to be a shirtless shot or a oh, shoulder yeah. roll or something. Something, you yeah, know. Definitely yeah, definitely something. And certainly has been, is so worthwhile. <gasps> oh. I mean, I've listened to that I don't know how many times. And so many Wonderful. of those songs are on my, my standard yeah. playlist. Oh, it's and, so uh, good. Yeah. I, I think that album was. A once in a lifetime thing. Mm -hmm. It was just the perfect combination of the right place at the right time with the right people yes. and everything. Yeah. So good. Yeah, I think he and Ben Folds, I think, really, really clicked together on yep. that. And uh... um, okay, well, we are going to attempt now to watch something else. <sighs> I'm going to fall asleep like I almost did again All last right. night because this is. We were talking about things that are really hard to get through, yeah. even if they've got Bill in them. But we are going to watch it, so you don't have to. That's right. We're going we're gonna to give it our best shot and see. And then, you know what? We're going to watch that, and then as a reward for that, I'm going to show you the gratuitous shoulder roll in the animated series. <laughs> oh, you're, you're so good to me. That is what you get from the Okay, okay, I'll make it all the way through, I promise. All right, so we're going to watch this mysterious thing that we'll tell you about, and then, like... JK said, you'll never have to watch it. Yes. And you never want to either. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it suddenly gets much, much better than it has oh, been. I don't think it will. Well, we can always keep our fingers crossed for a shirtless shot. Yeah. Or maybe some love making. That would be good. Mm hmm that beer because I don't think we'd be able to play this game without at least one beer. Um, I'm not sure we'll ever be able to play it. <laughs> so listeners, it is quiz time. Woohoo! And this time it is not a quiz I found on the internet or made up. This is a quiz from a very fat book. Big book. That was given to me by someone who I have no idea why she thought I would like this just because <laughs> the book is called 
this is the scream obsessed with star trek uh, who do we know that's obsessed with star I have no trek idea. no one test your knowledge of the star trek universe says it has 2500 questions oh my god for one or two players um, we looked up the rules and we don't understand them mm -hmm. It seems you can be in random question mode, mm -hmm. in which case it's going to ask us a lot of questions about enterprise and crap we don't we don't, don't know. know. It knowing. We don't know. Or you can choose the question you want to answer, and the first 300 are about TOS. Okay. So I tried to do that, and it started us at question number one. <laughs> now, you're going to hear some wonderful sound effects. This game is needlessly complicated. It is basically questions and multiple choice. It's the most complicated quiz thing for Star Trek that I think we've ever encountered. Yes. And we've encountered a lot of things. Oh, and, and I should just interrupt us to say, um, we did watch the second half of that that thing, and we're going to talk about it, but not till the next show, because we right. wanted to do this first. We so wanted to do this. You guys are just going to have to wait for okay, that. Okay, so there's a question... There are answers A, B, C, D, and we have to push a button, mm -hmm. and then it will make a yes, you got it right noise, or uh -huh. eh, no, you got it wrong, and tell us the correct answer. I hope the yes, you got it right noise is a lot better than the no, you got it wrong noise. Yeah, because we just did a no, know, you got it wrong. it was very So bad, here we go. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, so neither of us is looking at the answers. No. I mean, you're just sitting there, and I have the book. Mm -hmm. uh, what is Captain Kirk's middle name? Oh, I know that. Wait, now you got to hear the okay. choices. Oh, there's a multiple choice. I forgot, I forgot. Thomas, Romulus, just like who wants to be a, a millionaire, Tiberius, or Augustus. Augustus, I like that. Well, it should be R, because that's what it was on his tombstone. Right. So should we do? I think it's Tiberius. I think it is, too. We're going to push that button. Oh, how nice! Little bell ringy noise. Okay, good. good. So now it's going in order. We're going to go through the questions in oh, order. Oh my God, we're not going to do three hundred questions, though, right? No. Okay, good. God, and I hope they get easier. Okay. I mean, more fun, more, more interesting. Because yeah. question number two is, what planet is Spock's mother from? Ooh, I don't know. That's a toughie. Rigel, Earth, Beta Three, or Andoria? I think it's Earth. I think it's Earth. Oh, I read us the wrong question, so we're probably wrong. Wait, that was question 102. I got to find it. I always oh, thought it was man. two. See, I knew so he'd fuck this up. Just when Charlie Evans controlled his yeah. mind, which line of poetry did Spock not recite? What? Okay, you ready? Okay. A, as I pondered weak and weary. B, tiger, tiger, burning bright. C, Saturn rings around my head, and D, in truth, there is no beauty. I think it's the last one. Okay, we'll go with that. With D, right? D. Yeah. Oh, now it's gone to another question. What? How come we're not getting feedback? I want to know. Did we wait too long? I something? guess. Okay, we're at question 103. Oh. Where did Kirk plan to strand his best friend, Gary, Gary Mitchell? Yes. Whose psionic powers had gone beyond control. Cestus 3, Taurus 2, Rigel 12, or Delta Vega? It was Delta Vega for sure. Okay. Yay! We Yay. Got it. Oh, so it is sort of a time thing. Like you, you I have guess. to do it pretty quickly. Okay. okay, so I hit enter, and now we're at 104. Okay. okay. In the episode, The Enemy Within, how cold did the planet Alpha 177 get at night? 
minus 300 degrees Fahrenheit, minus 250 degrees Fahrenheit, 32 degrees Fahrenheit, 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, I'm going to say B because it's not C or D. I think it's A. Okay, it's either A or B. And now someone's sending us messages. I hope it's the answer. Uh, now it just changed to wanting to ask us question 1104. <laughs> You're fucked up. This isn't fun. It's screwed up. Now we're just going to mash buttons. We have to okay. narrate this for our, our listeners so they know what I'm hitting doing. random things. Now we're back <laughs> at question one. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> oh, this, this, this is, is typical, I have to say. <laughs> um, okay, we'll just put in an answer. Oh, and then you hit something, and now it wants us to answer question 11. Okay. Okay, well, question 11. You better read it fast. <laughs> what is the illegal substance Harry Mudd used to enhance the characteristics of the women he was carrying? Romulan ale, mm -hmm. Omicron seti spores, Venus drug, or Mako root? Venus drug. Venus drug. And I press C, and now it wants question 21. Okay, I think I know how to do this now. Okay. So we'll just give it an answer, and oh, it's wrong. Oh, that was a wrong answer. That's okay, because now I ought to be able to get back into the mode. So uh, I'll hit enter. I will hit... We want to select a question. Uh-huh. Okay. Pick a question. Pick it, make it a good one. No, I don't want that. Okay, there aren't 9,000 questions. <laughs> you... <laughs> so fucked. So okay. Okay. Okay, question 232. Quick. Quick, rephrase the question. Okay. Question 232. What is the name of the alien probe that Nomad joins with to upgrade itself? Tanru, Omega, M5, or Landru? What? Tanru. It's Tanru. Okay, she says it's Tanru. Yes! <gasps> oh, you're good. Oh. Okay, oh now let's God. see if we can get another question. Oh, that was exciting. 233. <laughs> we'll go with that. What did McCoy discover about Apollo? He was a symbiotic host, <laughs> which is the worst guy's party to go okay. to. He had a mysterious extra organ in his chest. Uh, uh -huh. He was a silicon-based life form. He was a cybernetic organism. It was the extra organ. I just saw yes. that episode. I love that episode. Yes. All right. Woohoo! On a roll, two in a row. Okay. 234. What was the name of the mission that Kirk's girlfriend <laughs> ran, or from the 1930s ran? His girlfriend. Sorry, that's too funny. <laughs> you like to hear the mission names. Okay. The five-year mission. <laughs> the Army of Salvation. Uh -huh. The Good Samaritan mission. The 21st Street mission. I don't even know. It's D. Oh, okay. That's fine. And now it goes to another question. Oh, we waited too long. No, that's oh. not it. Okay. We're at question 235. we got to snap it up. Though not seen on screen until Star Trek The Next Generation, an emergency saucer separation was mentioned and performed off screen in which original series episode? Bread and Circuses, The Apple, 
arena all our yesterdays. I'm going to say all our yesterdays. Okay. It definitely wasn't the apple because we just watched that. They talked about it. I was wrong. It was B, the apple. No. You lied. Oh, that is so wrong because we just watched that episode mm -hmm. last night and they talked about it, but they didn't actually do it. <gasps> that is, this is a disaster. It is. Oh. 2.36 gives us a big, long reading paragraph. Oh, wait. We got to do that. Let's quick, quick the question. Okay. Who was the crew member who fell in love with Khan? Uh, Carolyn Palamas. Nope. Tanya Barrows. Nope. Marla MacGyvers. Yep. Marlena Moreau. Oh, not Marlena Moreau. There, we're right. Oh, that was an easy one. Okay. 237. In the episode by any other name, what vitamin compound does McCoy give Spock, telling the Kelvins that it is a cure for Rigelian cassaba fever? <laughs> Rigelium vitamin D, Stokaline, Retlaw, and Carinide. Stokaline. It is Stokaline, I'm sure of that. And now it just went to another oh, question. Oh, this is no fun. Okay, well, let's go to the other oh. question. Now, this might not be TOS, so this is going to be a challenge. What was the name of... Even I know this one. What was the name of Data's... Android daughter, Lore, nope, Kamala, Lao, Leah. It was Lal. It was Lao, which is C. Oh, thank goodness! At least we got it right. Yes. Well, that's how this crappy game is played. Wow, that is ridiculous. I mean. You barely have time to read the question and read the answers before your time is up. Well, it's because I'm hitting the wrong buttons. I didn't realize that when it shows the number of the question yeah. and it's saying select an answer, you have to hit enter first to say, okay, this is the question I want. Well, that's stupid. Okay. <laughs> Here's a funny, I, I like some of, you know, I like when they get snarky with the answers. What killed Denise Crosby's character, Lieutenant Yar, in the episode Skin of Evil? Funeral shown at right. <laughs> a Romulan attack. Gangs from her home colony. <laughs> Armus, an ancient weapons system. Oh. Well, it has to be Armus, because yeah. I know it's none of the others, but I didn't know that thing had a name. Oh, uh, apparently so. I mean... I thought they were going to do something funny with the mission name, like have one of them be the Bells of St. Mary's or something. Yes. <laughs> that would have been funny. Well, that's us playing Obsessed with Star Trek, Test Your Knowledge of the Star Trek Universe. Um, this is not a good game. I no. Have to say it's too hard to play, and imagine if you were trying to play this when you were drunk, which <laughs> you know, like, is the is way that the, the, the time you're most likely to, to be playing exactly it. with a bunch of people. You'd be hitting each other with the book. Well, it's limited to one or two players, so you'd have to be in teams. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's stupid. Yes. So it's basically a trivia book with multiple choice questions, but they've added this layer of technical complexity, which mm. is completely unnecessary yeah oh they could have made it a lot easier mm -hmm. goodness gracious me i'm looking at some of these other questions here yeah these are all pretty much you know standards oh look there's yesteryear there's that oh yes clip with spock and little spock <laughs> baby spock mini spock mini spock <laughs> oh there's actually this is interesting there's a question in here about that uh -huh. uh, about animated series wow how about that how <laughs> 
I like the way they phrased this question. What is the name of Spock's hometown on Vulcan? <laughs> I don't know. Hometown. Vulcanopolis? <laughs> it's Shikar. Vulcanati. It's Shikar. I, they actually have Vulcanopolis. That's what I Oh, dear. And I've only drunk less than half of my beer. The answers are Shakari, Vulcan, Vulcanopolis, Shikar, which is the correct answer, and Vulcania. <laughs> and Vulcania was the way that they referred to Vulcan in the original pilot. So there isn't one called, like, um, French Lick or <laughs> Vegas or... Oh, that's too, 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 too funny. Vulcanopolis. <laughs> You called that one, man. Oh, yeah. That's hey. great. <sighs> okay, just looking at some of these other things here. <laughs> oh, boy. I am Spock of Vulcan from Vulcanopolis. Vulcanopolis. In Vulcanachi County. <laughs> oh. oh, goodness. There's all kinds of... I don't know. Some of these questions, you know, the questions vary between... The really obvious things, like some of the ones that we did, and then really, really obscure things where you're like, what? Yeah. How many episodes does Yeoman Rand appear in? I don't know. Too many. Too many, yeah, but I don't really yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway. And then mixed in are some behind-the-scenes things, like question 223, who designed the triple props? I happen the to prop know, No, I happen to know the answer to that question, but it's like, really? That's is that on the same level uh, as so who did design? It was um, a guy that used to do some of their special effects um, named Wa Chang, oh. um, and he was brought in specially just to do the triple things. I see. It wasn't any of the other folks who normally worked on the show. Okay. Anyway, <sighs> oh look, and there's a picture of a cat. Oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, free cycle, here it comes. Barely used, because we couldn't figure it out. Because we couldn't figure it out. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, every time we get one of these things that's like, you know, a game or a trivia game. Remember when we were trying to play Seen It that one time? And <laughs> <laughs> yes. We get stumped by that as well. I know. It's, it's like, just, it's geez. hard. It's just so hard. Yeah. I think if if they had if there was like Star Trek Jeopardy, I think I w we would suck just because only if it had buttons yeah. and things involved. If it was like the old home Jeopardy game that there was when I was like a teenager, I uh -huh. remember playing it with my family. Um, you read the questions mm -hmm. and you each had one of those cricket clickers. Oh yeah, yeah, uh -huh. and. Um, and you would click to ring in, but they all sounded the same, so then you'd have a fight over who rang in first. Mm -hmm. But I remember playing it, and we were all just laughing so hard, because that's the point of those oh, games, sure, yeah. is, you know, the, the camaraderie. But um, my mother had gone out into the kitchen, and a question came up that she knew the answer to. <laughs> But she'd left her cricket on uh -huh. the table, so she's in the kitchen yelling, click, 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 click. <laughs> That would probably be us. Yes. Definitely. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Um, were we going to talk about something else now, or are we going to just wrap this up and, and 
What are we at time-wise about? Are we around an hour? Oh, this is probably more than an hour with all oh. the gabbing we did last night. Okay, well then let's wrap this. All right. So this and is save be, all our yeah. other fun, festive things for the next show. Yep, so we've got plenty of stuff to talk about. But um, yep, we'll wrap this up and try to get this up soon so you guys can hear it. And then um, we're gonna next time around we're going to do some animated stuff. Yes, and remember... Um, it is now less than a week mm -hmm. till Creation Con. Yep. We hope this will be up before then, but we're not going to count on um, it. I think so. Okay. At least this one. But yeah, um, for sure. yeah, you know, if you guys are going to be there, contact us um, on the Facebook account, the Facebook page, <laughs> on the Facebooks. Yes. <laughs> or um, or write to us at lookathisbutt at gmail dot com. So mm -hmm. we'll. Um, know you are coming to the room party and we can let you know what room we're in and what yep. time and all of that good stuff because we want we want to see other like-minded folks. That's right. So we'll be there and I will be wearing my Look at His Butt t-shirt. So right. And we'll probably just be out. approaching random strangers yeah, to do some interviews. To do some interviews and to talk to them mm -hmm. and to uh, possibly invite them to our party. Yep. And that includes Bill. Uh, we'll invite Bill as, as soon as we can invite him. Maybe that should be the question that we <gasps> ask him. Bill, would you like to come to, to our, our room party? party? It's going to be so much fun. I'm getting in line. It's all about you, Bill. Yeah. Our podcast, everything. It's all about you. Yeah. Okay. That's We're good. having a party in your honor. That's right. Well, tell him we're giving him an award. <laughs> He'll have to show up for that. Oh, let's let's think of a name for our award. Okay. Uh, listeners, think of a name for the award. Mm -hmm. Now, it can't be something that'll make them suspicious like the Butt Girls Award. No. It's got to sound something. Yeah. We um, or we can come up with something more official sounding for LAHB to stand for. That's true. And tell him the, the award will be presented to him at 9 p.m. in room whatever we're in. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a good idea. I think he'd show up for that. <laughs> At least just to collect the award. I mean, yeah. he might not stick around, but well, we could up. tell him it's an award and twenty dollars. <laughs> he definitely show up for that. <laughs> That's what I'm going to ask him. Uh -huh. We want to give you an award at our room party tonight. Will you come? And uh -huh. if he says no, I'll say, how about if I throw in twenty bucks? <laughs> And that's when they'll throw us out. No, that's, a per that's a perfectly cromulent question. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. So let's wrap this up. Okay. Uh, um, and next time there'll be even more stuff for us to talk about. So until then, keep sending us email, keep sending us comments. We love it. We love you, our listeners. You guys are all completely wonderful. So uh, until next time, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.